That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. The kingdom of God comes by hearing. That's what Jesus says. It comes by listening well. It comes by listening deeply and understanding. See, listening is the primary skill of the kingdom of God. And without listening, without hearing, you can't enter the kingdom of God. Your ability to listen is the primary method of accessing the kingdom of God. In earthly kingdoms, most earthly leaders are good at telling. They just they tell you things. They, they're, they're not really skilled at listening. We follow leaders all the time in earthly kingdoms. We follow leaders who are so skilled with their words, with dynamic words, with sound bites, with clever sayings. We follow earthly kingdoms that have powerful communicators. We hang on every word of earthly kingdoms. They protest. They hold protest signs and they have picket lines. But the best leaders in earthly kingdoms, they don't listen at all. And, and Jesus tells us here in this parable that the kingdom of God is like a seed. And, and the seed, he says, is the word of God. The seed is the scriptures. The seed is the truth. The seed is the gospel. The seed is good news. And the characteristics of the seed are so different than any earthly kingdom starters. The, the characteristics of the seed is the seed is typically very small and very subtle. The, the kingdom of God with the seed is small and subtle, and yet that seed is so powerful. But you would never know it just by looking at it. The seed is 
transformational. It changes things. The, the seed penetrates deeply. It's not just superficial. And the seed is life-giving. There's so much difference between a, an earthly kingdom and the kingdom of God. Earthly kingdoms have limited effect on the world. And ultimately, earthly kingdoms have no lasting effect at all. On the other hand, the kingdom of God penetrates the heart and it powerfully transforms and heals broken people. And we're all, every single one of us here is broken. And the kingdom of God here is to heal you. Some people, it's, 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 it's interesting. Some people come to know Jesus and they read about his ultimate power and they say things like, you know what, I've experienced the kingdom of God in my life and I've experienced the saving grace of Jesus Christ in my life in his healing. Why doesn't, why doesn't Jesus just draw a huge crowd of people, you know, just get the biggest stadium and gather hundreds of thousands of people and we'll, 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 we'll take a video of it and we'll broadcast it all over the world and, and that, that Jesus would come and he would say these powerful words and then he would heal a bunch of people. Then everyone would, 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 would follow Jesus. Why doesn't he do something like that? As grand as that, or maybe as, as life-changing as, as, why doesn't Jesus come and just heal me right now? Why doesn't he just make me into something beautiful right now? And it would astound everybody, and that these miracles would go forth. Why doesn't that happen? But that's not how the kingdom of God typically works. It's more like the example that the large crowds and the flashy things are, are like the example of an earthly kingdom. Lots of attention, lots of people, lots of miracles, stunts, mir- stunt miracles. But the kingdom of God, it comes by hearing. It's completely underwhelming. It's ultimate power disguised in a small seed. It's planted in the heart of good soil that's ready to receive it. And then it grows powerfully, and it bears fruit. And that fruit then turns into the seed of the gospel after it's implanted in you. And then you can connect with people, and you could deposit that seed into their soil of their heart. And the cycle repeats itself over and over and over again. So what is, what is the seed of the truth of the gospel? The seed of the truth of the gospel is this. That a king came from heaven and he triumphed by being tortured and killed for the sins of humanity. And all those who believe and trust in that king's death, that, that he paid the penalty for their sins. And his followers gain life because of that. They gain their life, but they know that if they ever wanted to find more life, they'd have to lose their life. His followers know that the way up is down, that the way to be rich is to give away, that the way to power is to become a humble servant, and the way to grow is simply endure the challenges and the pain and the suffering of this life. What a crazy mixed up message the kingdom is. But that's what the seed is all about. That's what's going to change the world. The kingdom of God is not like 
earthly kingdoms. You see, the, the kingdom of God is different than what we think about it. It's not like an earthly kingdom. It's not about large crowds at a church service. It's not about professionally produced worship music with lasers and fog machines. It's not about enormous worship centers and, and church campuses. It starts with a seed. And it starts with listening. It starts with a relationship one-on-one. And, and you know, that's what I love about our open campaign and the, the remodel of our outdoor area. Because every part of that is about people connecting with another person, about listening to stories, about implanting a seed in good soil of someone's heart. But it's not about the flash and the glitz and the, the huge crowds and buildings. It's about creating spaces that the kingdom of God would enter through a little tiny seed. The kingdom of God comes by hearing. And the second point that Jesus makes here is, he says, be careful to listen. You've got to be careful to listen. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 18, he says, hear then the parable of the sower. You've got to hear this. You've got to listen to this. In this parable, Jesus exhorts us to listen. And there's multiple ways to view the explanations of this parable. But today, we're going to take a look at how Jesus presents tests to be heard. And so let's take a look. The first test, we'll call this the intellectual test. Okay, This is the, the intellectual test. It's, he says, beware of listening with a hard heart. Beware of listening with a hard heart. With just the intellect only, beware of that. In, in verse 19 of our text, he says, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart, and this is what was sown along the path. You see, it's, it's entirely possible to come in contact with the word of God regularly. That means to, to come into worship on a Sunday and to hear the word of God being preached like this, to read your Bible every day, all day, to, to read Christian books that, that, that expound on the scriptures, to listen to podcasts all day long. It's, it's entirely possible to get the word of God in you, but it's never made a personal difference in your life. And these are people to whom Christianity is only theoretical. It's only about studying it, and it doesn't deep, go deep in the heart. And my question to you would be this. This is, this is a test, and in test number one, the intellectual test, is have you ever personally experienced the power of the kingdom? Have you ever experienced the power of the kingdom where you feel like suddenly you've woken up from a sleep where you've had an extraordinary time of spiritual growth in your life. And most of the time, some of that, that spiritual growth comes through things like a relationship with someone, someone who's taken interest in you and, and listens to you and talks with you and counsels you and mentors you and disciples you. And you had this extraordinary time of spiritual growth. 
Or maybe you went to a conference or a retreat, and a lot of times people will say, I grew so much when I went on a retreat and I learned and I was away from the distractions of my life and I was able to take walks and pray to God and and digest what I'm hearing in the Word of God. And it was a retreat that's when I grew spiritually. Or a lot of times people will say, I grew so much, I matured so much when I went on a missions trip, when I got out of my comfort zone of my regular life, and I went away, and I was out serving, and I was, it was meeting people of different cultures, and I was hearing different languages, and eating different food, and, and, and going to the bathroom in different toilets, and, and I, was, I, I was just all, all off, off, off kilter. But I really grew because God met me in a place where I just wasn't used to. Or a lot of people say, I grew so much when I went through a painful experience in my life, a, a time of suffering, and a, and, a, and a time of challenges in my life, and God met me. You see, beware of listening with a hard heart. Test number one is intellectual. The second test is this. It's emotional. We'll call this number one is intellectual. Test two is emotional. It's beware of listening with a shallow heart. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 20, it says, As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on the count of the word, immediately he falls away. These are people who get very excited about Jesus and they've moved beyond the theoretical, but they get really emotional, really excited. And these are people who are not rooted. They, they can't take the heat of the sun as soon as trouble comes their way in their life. Though they're super emotional and super excited, but as soon as trouble comes their way, as soon as suffering comes, as soon as they experience loss, they turn their back on Jesus and they fall away. And these are people who thought they were entering the kingdom of God, but what they were really wanting was Jesus to enter their kingdom. They were trying to get Jesus to fulfill their agenda. And they wanted Jesus to be their service provider. Because as soon as they lost things, they fell away. Which showed that what they really worshipped, what their, their object of worship was, were the things that they lost in the heat. Therefore, they didn't really understand the message of the kingdom. Test number one is intellectual. Test number two is emotional. And test number three, we'll call it doubtful. Doubtful. Beware of listening with a divided heart. This is the heart that is divided. In verse 22 in our text, it says, As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. This is probably the, the toughest test. What happens here, apparently, is the seed germinates. It gets planted. The seed germinates, and it has roots. And the plant grows up. But something's making it difficult to bear fruit. These are people who are in doubt. Their mind is divided. They, they hear the word, but they struggle with holiness, and they struggle with happiness in their life. And the best, best way forward is to give Jesus control of every aspect of your life rather than live with this divided heart. See, some of you are committed to Christ, but you're reserving the right to control your own life. 
in areas of work or sexuality or money or relationships or with your time. And you wonder, why am I so unhappy? Because you don't see fruitfulness in your life. You don't feel like you're growing. You feel trapped. You feel choked and you're miserable. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, he, he, he has this great quote. He says, a, a real Christian, he says, a real Christian cannot fall off the boat headed to heaven. A real Christian cannot fall off the boat that's headed to heaven, but they can trip and fall on the boat, break all their bones, and spend the rest of their trip in sickbay. It's true. It's so true. Psalm 86, 11 It says, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. So in summary, just as an application to this parable, very, very simple. The first is this, that you must listen with a soft heart. Listen with a soft heart. And let the word of God come in and and change you from the inside out. From the inside out. Just soften your heart and let, it, let the word of God come in. The, the second point of application or summary is to listen with a deep heart. To listen with a deep heart. The kingdom word is not that you're simply a person in need of, of help. That you're a sinner. Not just in need of help. That, that you are broken. And your main problem is that you're in rebellion against God. And you want to live your own life independently. And even if you're moral, even if you're good, even if you're a decent person, you're still trying to keep God out of your life. And what you need is you need forgiveness. You need to repent and you need forgiveness and say, God, this is me. I'm broken. Take over. And the third is this. Listen with a willing heart. Listen with a soft heart. Listen with a deep heart. And the third is listen with a willing heart. You are the soil and God is the gardener. And everyone has some weeds and some rocks in their life, in the soil of their heart. But I, I want you to know, because when you hear a parable like this, and you, and you kind of identify, this is where I'm at, some, some of you, the first thing you're thinking right now is, boy, I need a lot of work to do. I, I have a lot of work. I need to get rid of the thorns. I need to get rid of the rocks. I need to, to get rid of the weeds. I need to do that. You're looking at it all wrong. You are soil. God is the gardener. God will remove the weeds and the rocks and the thorns from the soil of your heart. You don't need to pull weeds. You don't need to rake out the rocks of your life. God's job is to be the gardener. Your job is to cooperate and to submit. And would you let the gardener do the work in your heart? Don't be thinking, I got a lot of work to do. That's not your work. It's the gardener's work. I wonder, can these words of Jesus be applied to church ministry here in the South Bay. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 4, verse 35, I tell you, open your eyes 
and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest.